Good morning. It's May 31st, 2022. This is To My Liberal Friends. I hope everyone had a great Memorial Day and spent a moment reflecting on those men and women who made the ultimate sacrifice for the freedoms that we enjoy. This morning I have a basic question I want to ask everyone. Do you think the economy is moving forward and are you better off today than you were 18 months ago? I use the 18-month mark because that's close to the time that Joe Biden has been president. So politicians, being politicians, they like to cherry-pick numbers and tout them as barometers of how the economy and therefore their policies are doing in helping the average American. I think that every American knows that inflation is running at 40-year highs and while it may taper off a bit, it's not going to go back down anytime soon. Biden tried to tell us it was transitory at first, meaning it would go up a bit and then come back down. He tried to push that line for several months. When it finally became apparent that his definition of transitory was not the same one the American public was using for transitory, he sort of quit saying it. One of the major contributions to inflation is the massive increase in energy costs, and that includes the cost of gasoline. We've seen gas hit an average of $4.62 per gallon today. In California, that average is $6.09. The experts tell us that buckle up as we hit the peak driving season in the summer, and we can see gas prices around the country at a national average of nearly $6 a gallon. The average price of diesel has now reached $5.52 a gallon. So when you see, you're on the road this summer and you see those semis rolling along, you have to realize that their costs have about doubled in the past 18 months. And that means the cost of getting the goods from the manufacturer to the store has dramatically increased. No wonder you're getting sticker shock at the grocery store. Joe Biden gave us a preview of what he thought about energy prices during his campaign. He said he was going to transition the United States from oil. In an October 2020 debate with Donald Trump, Biden made this statement, quote, I would transition away from the oil industry. Yes, the oil industry pollutes significantly. It has to be replaced by renewable energy over time, end quote. And in typical Biden action, he tried to walk back those comments after making them in a presidential debate. Of course, this was being after being coached by his staff and told him, hey, Joe, you got to correct that and walk it back a bit. So he then told reporters that he would not ban fossil fuels, and it would take a long time to move away from them. But as soon as he was sworn in, he stopped the Keystone Pipeline from being finished. Now, Democrats like to say he was not moving any oil yet because it wasn't finished, so you can't blame that on the cost of fuel. But it was a clear signal to the industry that this administration was not going to be supportive. Nobody in the administration mentions that the Canadian oil that would have ultimately been moved through that pipeline more efficiently and environmentally cleaner is still being moved by truck and rail, and that pollutes even more. Then Biden clamped down on drilling on federally owned public lands. He's tried to walk that back a bit, but it's not selling to the industry or the public. Then just last week, Biden said out loud what the progressive Democrats all believe and are hoping will happen. At a press conference following a meeting in Japan with Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida, the president seemed to frankly admit that high gasoline and diesel prices are part of the overall plan for the transition to renewables. So I'm going to quote him. Quote, when it comes to the gas prices, we're going through an incredible transition that's taking place that, God willing, when it's over, we'll be stronger and the world will be stronger and less reliant on fossil fuels when this is over. End quote. 
Biden said this. It was a mistake. Although running prices for fossil fuels have generated high energy costs, has always been part of the plan for Biden's new Green Deal energy policies, admitting out loud in public was not supposed to be part of the messaging. But Biden continues to make those kind of gaffes. The next number that President Biden and his spokespeople like to tout is the unemployment numbers. They never mention what they were pre-pandemic, but only cite that they've been brought down since taking office. Here's a reality check for him. They helped shut down the economy during the pandemic, along with their fellow Democrats in blue states, and that threw millions of people out of work. It only stands to reason that as the pandemic eased up, the economy would start to come back and people would go back to work. But even given them that little bit of factual illusory is not enough. In the United States, we use some statistical wizardry, and we've been doing it for years, to determine what the unemployment rate is in the nation. We normally use what is referred to as the U3 rate. The U3 rate, and this is a calculation made by the Department of Labor, represents the number of unemployed people actively seeking a job. Now, I've long argued that this is a fictitious number that can be made to look like the politicians want it to look at any given time. I would prefer to use the U6 rate, which includes discouraged, underemployed, and unemployed workers in the country. Basically, it gives a truer picture because a lot of people simply give up and quit looking for work. And they take jobs they're overqualified for, but still get counted as working. Let me give you some examples of how the U3 rate doesn't give a real accurate picture. A stonemason who wants to work but becomes discouraged by a lack of opportunity in the midst of a deep recession, well, he's, he's, not, he's considered employ, uh, employed because he's not counted because he's not looking. Or a market executive who's laid off at age 57 and stops scheduling a new job interview due to the, his experience of age discrimination. He doesn't get counted at the U3 either. Or a person who only works one six-hour shift per week because no full-time jobs are available in the area. They get counted in the U3 rate as employed, but they don't get counted as unemployed. So when you see these unemployment rates reported and touted by the politicians, you need to understand the difference. For example, with the effects of the pandemic still being felt in September 2020, the U3 rate of unemployment was 7.9%, but the U6 rate, the one I prefer, was at 12.8%. Let's fast forward in February 2022, the U6 unemployment rate dropped to 7.6%, which was still considerably higher than the 3.6 U3 rate being reported by the president, his administration, and the media. So guess which one they tout? You, you got it, the U3. So I go back to my basic question. Are you doing better off today than you were 18 months ago? Are you better off now? I don't think so, and I, I know that I'm not. This has been To My Liberal Friends. Thanks for listening.